Well, this song is very fitting. We should come out with a, a CD, a compilation of all of our intro music for Christmas. And maybe you should sell it at shows, considering your DVDs don't sell. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Gary. You're My God. Uh, the only comic that leaves uh, with more DVDs at the end of the week than he did at possible? the start of the week. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, so I leave I'll... with more merch than I came in with. <laughs> <laughs> People actually coming back and returning They shit. return. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to, to the Gentleman's Dojo. Very excited. My name's Steve Byrne. Gary Cannon doesn't with matter. you. <laughs> uh, my mom doesn't like the way you treat me. What, sorry? The, the, the very first time you met my mom, she said, they're very mean to you. And oh, then, and, and God. Now I've heard it all. And then she had the balls to ask you guys to pick up her coffee. <laughs> we were at that restaurant in Columbus. She's like, I think they're a little mean to you. And then she's like, uh, can I get some lunch to bring back to the room? Charge, charge to Steve's room. <laughs> yes. We just were in Columbus, which was great. And, and you were in Syracuse not too long ago, which I did not uh, join you on that because I wanted to stay home and make a little bit of money. I was in Syracuse. Yeah. And I got to tell you, getting to Syracuse was more of an, you know, every now and then, you know, you fly. Look, we're comics. We travel. Well, <laughs> I'm a I'm a comic. I, I headline. I travel across sure. the country every sure. week. And. You know, with that, you're flying constantly. And I got to say, I was flying from L.A. to Syracuse. It is August. Right. I would say the weather here is pretty good mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. Sure. Never, never bad. It's not Seattle. Always easy to get out of it's here. It's not the Northeast. Yep. You know, we don't live in Tornado Alley. Um, so I get to the airport afternoon, and they say, oh, we're having mechanical issues. So... My connecting flight, because there's no direct flights from L.A. to, sure. to the hotbed of entertainment, Syracuse, New York. I had to go through Charlotte. Uh, if I took that flight, I would basically be stuck in Charlotte overnight. I said, the hell with it. I'll just take the first flight out in the morning. Now I don't Now I don't get to do press in the morning, which, you know, is a bummer because I enjoy doing it. Good, Gary. But, <laughs> but, I feel bad because, I mean, when you promote shows, I mean, it definitely gets person out there. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> So I take the next flight out the next morning. The only guy I know that does press, that people start calling in and canceling tickets. Yeah, we had a reservation for tomorrow. We would like to uh, cancel that. <laughs> Steve Byrne is the only non-special event on every comedy club calendar across the country. Go ahead. The Korean Alonzo Bowden. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But go ahead. I was literally going to hold off as long as I could, but you... You fucking got me, Gary. <laughs> so the next morning, of course, you got to take the first flight out because you're going west coast to east coast, so you lose that three hours in the right. flight time. So, so I now I'm now I'm leaving Los Angeles through Chicago to Syracuse. Okay, I get into Chicago. What do you think happens? Mechanical failure. So now we're stuck there for another four or five hours, I think. Wow. And you know, then you get to Syracuse, you barely make it there. You rush over to the show. You're a little frantic, and plus it was Friday, so it's. Two shows back-to-back -back right into it. Right. So you think, okay, that's fine. We're, we're okay. Sunday comes along. I'm eating in a pizza sh in a pizza joint, getting ready. I'm talking to my wife on the phone. I'm like, I'm excited to see you girls tomorrow. Fly home first thing in the morning. Get a phone call and a text message. Your flight has been canceled due to mechanical issues. It's like, you know what? This would be Syracuse to Chicago? Syracuse to Chicago, back to Los Angeles. Wow. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. So it's like, what the fuck is going on? How do you have 
on every single leg of the trip. Not only a mechanical issue, but then the last one's so severe that they canceled the flight. Right. It's just like, fuck this. So what I ended up doing was, you know, because we travel so much, now you know all the different airlines, you know the different routes. So I just say, you know what, fuck it. I'm driving from Syracuse after the show down to Philadelphia and taking the 6 a.m. flight from Philly direct to L.A. Oh, wow. And that's what I ended up doing. So right. I listen to Coast to Coast with George Norrie listening about alien conspiracy theories and stuff. Like well, it is, it is interesting because you always fly nonstop. I mean, you do. And I try and, to, yeah. Yeah, and I, I will tell you, I always have a connection at some point. So it's funny, there was a time just a couple of weeks ago you and I were at LAX together. Yeah. Both at 6.30. We both had 6.30 a.m. flights. Your flight was nonstop to Charlotte. Mine was stopping in Austin. So I was like, hey, I know you're getting in at like 1 o'clock. I get in at like 4. We'll yeah. go grab dinner. I flew to Austin, and that's where the flight got canceled. <laughs> you got stuck there, I yeah. got stuck in Austin, and then they said, we can't get you out. You'll be there at midnight. So I think as, as you do this, because you know this from traveling so much, I think at some level you pull the pin. You say, I'm not going to hang out in an airport for eight hours and roll the dice and see what happens. I'd rather get in a car and start getting in motion than I would sit rather, there. I would rather do that or just say, I'm going to try again tomorrow. I'm going to hope that the 6.30 a.m. flight tomorrow is better. Yeah. But 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 it, it amazes me, too, because you know we've talked about this off air. It amazes me that once a flight is canceled, these people who work at the oh. ticketing desks – it's as though it's never happened before. <laughs> it, it, it really is. Like, you wait in line. I mean, each person behind or waiting to get rebooked, it's a 20-minute process. They're typing. They're picking up that landline phone that looks dirty and disgusting. I, they're they're pressing that touchtone phone, the kind of phone that you had back in 83. Yeah. Who are they calling? I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it should be all computerized. Here, here becomes the problem. The minute you turn over control to the passenger of now where they want to go or how they want to be rebooked, you're screwed because the ticketing agent will say to you, hey, these are all the other options now that we have available. So then I'm thinking, well, maybe I want to go at 1230. I'm not sure if somebody can pick me up at 330. Instead of like just saying here, this is your new flight. Mm -hmm. Get the hell out of here. It's like that little kid who goes to Subway with his parents and starts picking out what condiments he wants on his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just move it. You know what I mean? This is your new flight. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I remember you and I had a, a, a similar experience, but I benefited from it. We were all flying back from Phoenix, mm-hmm. and it was I was by myself, and you were with your, your wife and little girl, and it, that's an hour flight. And your flight got delayed for eight hours, which is an hour flight. Remember that? Yeah. And at some point, you just pulled the pin. You're like, I'm just going to drive because I'll be home quicker yeah. at that point when literally I was home probably when you were still at the rental car counter. Yeah. It's crazy that it's that nutty. They know, they don't care. They I really to, don't. I told you that story, which was- Is our caller called in? Okay. No. Uh, typical. Minor on time. Here we uh, go. <laughs> he's probably doing a, a quick bong hit really quick. Well, he, like, <laughs> we asked this guy who I don't even know who it is and who really gives a shit, but we, we asked him if he could call in, and he's asking about the parameters of the show, like, who does it reach, and what's the website, what's no, the No, that's like, not the conversation. And Just... literally, the guy's doing a bong rip watching Maury. Okay. It's like, really, you can't fucking get off the couch? Tell your awful story. Lazy prick. Um <laughs> Who you know is going to be a nobody. Um, so, literally, you know it's going to be a fucking nobody. If it's like Just Ryan Just tell Dung. your awful story, Gary. God almighty. What? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm out of water. Because the time I flew on Southwest, and they <laughs> fucked me. They fucked me. Yeah, you're in seating group F, Gary. 
By the way, I'm out of water. But no biggie. No biggie. I'm sure the other networks let their talent run dry. Guys, um, <laughs> I'm sure Nerdist lets the people. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter, guys. doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Nerdist serves, serves Ozarka. The Ozarka. Yeah, this is one of those plastic ones where it's like it's barely containing the water. It's like oh, just, yeah, put it in a, just put it in a sandwich bag with a goldfish. You're barely containing the water. This is the cheapest plastic possible. Possible. Where it like it's like the Leaning Tower pizza, where it's barely like even staying up. Wait, do you, were you ever were, were you ever in school and you're you'd bring a sack lunch to school and you were out of like the small lunch bags and so your mom would give you like a big Trader Joe's bag and she would think that oh hey the kids won't make fun of it if I just cut off the top of it it'll look like a regular size bag and meanwhile it's like eighty feet wide yeah and then people would still know that it dude was just you got to write that down that's a great bit you think so you've never done that on stage it's no. so good. <laughs> oh, awful. If I did it with Usher in the background, it might be funnier. Uh, Loving this I get club. It. garbage. Gary's um, making fun of my closing bit. <laughs> so what happened was my flight from uh, uh, Cleveland to Chicago got canceled. I was on Southwest. Yes. So I immediately went downstairs to the, the ticketing check-in. There were two women working. Two mm-hmm. women. The line was forever because you have people that are checking in to other flights and then everybody that needs to be rebooked from this Cleveland to Chicago flight. So it is backed up. It is taking forever. All of a sudden, of the two women, one lady grabs her Snapple bottle and leaves. Now it's down to one lady, right? right. Now it's down to one. Half hour goes by, half hour on the dot. The other woman comes back. Snapple's half full. Next customer, please. <laughs> so I then, I finally get up to the front and the, I get the other woman. And I said, hey, I got to be honest with you. Where did that lady go? She said, yeah, she went to lunch. And I said, you have 150 people here that need to be rebooked. Right. You're, you're going to lunch? And she said, yeah, I know she was hungry. And I said, we all are. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. And she said, but, well, you, you, you wouldn't have taken a lunch. I said, I would have brought a lunch to the the, the area here and right. eaten while. And, and she said, I, I got to be honest with you. She's like, I don't believe you. I was like. Are you? You have 150 people. You're like you could have waited a few extra minutes. They to never take a care. Lunch? No, they 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 never care. I mean, and in these airlines, you go look. Remember when the whole recession hit and gas prices were spiked through the roof, and then all of a sudden they say, look, essentially you're chipping in for gas now. They say you got to pay for your bags. Right. So any bags you bring on the airline, you got to check it, or even if you're carry on, they charge you for the carry on or whatever, and they. No, before it was, they never checked. They, you didn't pay for checking a bag. Right. But now you pay $25 or $50 for the second bag or whatever, so you're penalized. So basically, you were chipping in for gas. So the recession dwindles down, gas prices go down. What happens? Well, they don't, they don't, they kept the, the baggage fare thing in there. I, 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 never was hoping, took it out. I was hoping you weren't going to ask me what happened. You were waiting for my response because I zoned off like 13 seconds ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're, you know, we're on a show together, right? I know. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unbelievable. No, it is crazy. I, have you ever flown standby like on a buddy pass? I don't know. I'm executive platinum. <laughs> I don't fly standby, Gary. No. I, I always fly at a buddy pass. And you, you're so a buddy pass. Wait, wait. A buddy pass means it's it's free. If you can get on it, if a seat is available, somebody basically from an you airline. mooched off of somebody yes. that works at the airline. Correct. They say, hey, I get these free vouchers for for my buddies, quote right. unquote, to fly on, and that's what you use. So I, you stockpile I, those, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I, I know some people that work at the airline. How and convenient! Then, and then you get these Southwest passes, and you hope that there's an empty seat, and then if there is, they will call you on. Yeah. 
but th- there's been some times where I will admit this now that you and I have worked <laughs> together and I say that I'm getting in at three yeah. and I roll the dice and hope to God that there are seats available. Are you serious? <laughs> Jesus, Gary. Really? Listen. listen. It had well, maybe like once. I mean, so anytime you say, "Oh, my flight got fucked." No, that fucked. is true. That is so true. So it's basically there wasn't a seat available. No, 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 no. If there, there was a Gary, a caller you're there. lying to me. No, I'm not. I'm I not just lying. Saw you. You're lying Who was this to me. Bag that's calling it. No, 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 no. If there was, when I say it's a mechanical issue, it was definitely canceled. Definitely. Why would I lie to you? I want to get there that Thursday night and make that eighteen dollars. I mean, I definitely want to do that. So just so you know. That there, there's never an issue, by the way. And I should also mention this: we didn't get a chance during our last uh, gentleman's dojo. That's the name of a gentleman's dojo. We didn't get a chance to what, uh, Gary to give away something. <laughs> I think we're going to do two prizes today. We are. Yeah. You know what? We didn't give one. No, away it was on serious. Yeah, on uh, the eighth episode. So why don't you go ahead? And give this one out now, and Let's then we'll do, do one again at our ceremonial 21-minute mark. Yeah, okay, great. Um, we are going to I, – I just got one of these, so this was really, really nice. We're going to do a, an iPhone 6 unlocked. So if anybody wants to hop on that, yep, they can take it to any of their carriers and uh, I just get it? rock and roll. Well, if you're the 18th caller, you can. You're an asshole. I don't know if you'll be able to get through. 18th caller with the phrase that pays. You got to say it, the – Phrase that pays. Exactly. Yeah. So now you're doubting. Now every time I call you saying that I'm stuck at an airport, you're not going to believe it because you think I'm going to be flying standby. Yeah, because you're doing your your buddy pass. You're no. finagling and scheming once again. <laughs> I will say this. When we worked in Buffalo, I was flying from L.A. to Vegas, Vegas to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 7 o'clock flight. If everything worked on time, I was going to get in at a 4 o'clock. And so I was waiting by the gate. You call the night before. They tell you there's 80 seats available. Right. Somehow by the time you get there the next morning, there's no seats. I don't know where they all sold or how that happened. But literally I was waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally the door shuts. And I'm like, well, if I don't get to Vegas, I then miss that flight and everything snowballs and I'm going to miss the first show in Buffalo. So I start walking away. I'm trying to figure out what plan B is. And just as I'm walking away, they call my name. And apparently, somebody who was on that original flight from Vegas to, or from LA to Buffalo, or from LA to Vegas, never came back. They went out, got a snack. They never showed back up again. There was one seat, so I, I was the last guy on. Everybody was sitting there. We took off, got to Vegas, and then there were plenty of seats from Vegas to Buffalo. So I, I made that one. I got to tell you, man. Yeah, that was a great story. Well, thank you. That really was awesome, man. <laughs> that was fucking great. Like, I really feel fulfilled, and I'm like, I'm glad I'm a part of this. I, I could be proud of this podcast after hearing that story. So, Some dude had to take a shit, and he's locked up in a toilet, <laughs> and he doesn't make it back to the gate, and you got to Buffalo. Holy fuck. I got that middle Amazing, seat Gary. in 33B. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, no, no. Listen, Thanks for sharing my, that, man. It's my pleasure. That really tells me a lot about you. You know what burns me, though? I'm going to tell you. This is, yeah, listen, this is the dojo, <laughs> right? And I figure we can be honest here. I love when I'm flying a red-eye flight to make sure that I'm there on time, and I call you the next day. You're like, I'm still here in L.A. I'm like, I'm the support act. I'm already here, checked in and looking at the landscape, and you're still sleeping in your goddamn bed? Yeah, How I'm is a that possible? I, I, you know, give me any city. Yeah, all right. Oh, this we is great. A... This is great. Okay, Gary. Finally. Gary doesn't know who's calling in, I'm but we have a good friend. This. Welcome to the show. Don't say your name. I'll see if I can guess it. Fantastic. What? Gentlemen. Good, Gary. Wow. Who is it? Uh Lonnie Love? Wow. I don't That's I, not nice. I don't know. No, I can't I can't it's a female, obviously. 
<laughs> Who is it? Hello, Miss. Great guest, Steve. This is a great booking. Ass. Oh my God, Kenny! Hank the Angry Dwarf ass. from Howard Stern. <laughs> is it Roy Wood Jr., you asshole? Oh, oh, fantastic. Let's have him back again. How is the... Uh, hi, Roy. Surprised you were able to... Greetings. <laughs> Roy does travel a lot. Roy travels a ton. Roy travels so much, in fact, his license plate says no sleep. It does? Yeah. Oh, really? he's a road dog. That's true. Like back in the day... You know, you do all those Southern one-nighters, the Comedy Zones. You did the Chitlin Circuit. You did it all, Roy, right? Yeah. You do the gig, you get back in the car, and you go home. God Watch bless. Watch for Pete. You're better than staying in a hotel. Do you know what it's like to travel and get paid for it, Cannon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's throwing around Wendy Williams' money. <laughs> <laughs> now, Roy, that is true. You are You are currently on the road opening for Miss Wendy Williams, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's she's doing like a sit down storytelling. It's called a sit down comedy tour. Yeah, it's really her just sitting down telling stories from her life, and it's funny in parts, it's sad in parts. You know, it's engaging. It's very interesting stuff. Is, is there another comic on the show too? Yeah, me, you prick. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but, but but she has other things going on. I saw that you posted one of the lineups, right? I saw one of the things. She's got more. Yeah, than that, that was. A, that, yeah, that was a guy, um, Michael Sean, who's a local guy in Dallas. He's a morning show host. He's a comic from New York, but yeah, he just popped on that show. That was a guest set. Oh, okay. Uh, the regular lineup is just me and Wendy. That's uh, it. Now, Roy, do you have yeah. any uh, any fun horror stories from the road, just awful travel situations that have occurred? Because I just got through one, and it was riveting, and then Gary told a story that, <laughs> that put me half to sleep. But uh, is there... You know, what is your experience in general? Do you fly with one carrier? I'm pretty loyal to Delta. United is my side chick. <laughs> and when I want a really filthy hand job, I go to Southwest. Oh, that's Gary's number one. I was going to say Greyhound isn't a carrier. <laughs> <laughs> Roy's side chick is mega bus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Scumbag. I've been a couple of gigs where Gary? you know I've been bumped out of flights, but fortunately, you start getting status. Gary, status is where <laughs> to where they recognize you mm -hmm. and they give you certain amenities, such as not screwing you over and maybe not losing your bag. Um, so there was one where my luggage was confiscated by customs at JFK because there was a suspicious liquid coming out of my bag. And I go to lost baggage, and they ask a bunch of questions, and I ask them a bunch of questions. Had they and, never seen a w cream soda before? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a voice thing. <laughs> oh yeah, and w cream. Steve, Steve's bags Caesar. get pulled. And they're Lodge like little Caesars. Steve's bags get pulled. And they're like, hey, we found some suspicious uh, merchandise in your bag, and they pull out his DVD. They're like, who would buy this shit? And he's like, oh, okay. I am Steve Byrne. <laughs> okay, all right. So <laughs> on with this story, Roy. Please, sorry. So when you lose a bag, you go, hey, this is the bag. Um, this is my flight number, and they type in the computer and they go, all right, we'll, we'll get it to you. Here's Here's a shirt and a toothbrush. We'll call you in four hours. We get to that part of the conversation, and she types something in the computer. She goes, well, 
was there something in your bag? Was there something interesting in your bag? And I go, no. Hmm. And like 10 minutes later, Customs walks in, and they take me to some back weird office, like deep in the halls of jail. Like, you know all those doors in the airport? <laughs> yeah. You go, where the hell does that door be? <laughs> right. It's to the police room. It's always some weird door. It's labeled maintenance, but it doesn't quite. It's just a weird spot. Turns out I had a bottle. This is how long ago this was, Vern. I had a bottle of cool water cologne. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it broke open in my luggage. Oy. And my luggage reeked of cologne, and they thought it was some sort of weird oil or something. And the entire contents of my bag were strewn across a customs office, and they walked the dogs over it and all of this to make sure I wasn't bringing in some form of liquid cocaine that you can then reheat. I don't know the <laughs> right. chemistry of it, but... Roy's Jordash got liquid. all smelly. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, so there was that, and then, I mean, Vern, you were there for the time that I talked trash to a former boxing champion. Oh, God. headed to Pittsburgh. This is great. So Roy and I are on a flight. Well, we're, going to, <laughs> we're going to... my pet peeve. We're going to Pittsburgh. my pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your pet peeve? Establish that. I don't like when people sit in the wrong seat. You're a goddamn adult. Yeah. You know how to count. You know your alphabet. Sit in the right fucking seat. Exactly. Fucking I see it all the time. I agree with you 100%. So Roy and I and the other fellas from Sullivan and Son were flying to Pittsburgh. And at the time, the movie Southpaw is being filmed there with Jake Gyllenhaal and David Ortiz. David Ortiz is a boxer who... No, Victor, Victor Ortiz. Victor Ortiz. I'm sorry. I'm, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying David... The Boston Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, I'm a moron. So Victor Ortiz, he just got done fighting Mayweather. Okay? And... Kind of got sucker punched, and that's how Mayweather won the fight. Otherwise, he you could have had a shot. So, so as soon as he, I, I'm sitting in my seat. Roy's supposed to sit next to me. Ortiz sits right next to me, and I'm like, holy shit, this is this is Victor Ortiz. He just fought Mayweather. This is fucking awesome. But I know Roy's supposed to be there, so I text him. I go, <laughs> I text Roy. I'm like, some douche is sitting in your seat. You got to give him the business. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so Roy comes in, and Ortiz so I'm and I. Under, I'm in the jetway. I'm fuming. I can't wait to get on the fucking plane. <laughs> and then Ortiz and I, we're having a great time. He's like a super cool guy, like really outgoing, just a great dude. And then Roy comes in, and it's like he's like the the bat, like the, sh the there's a new sheriff in town on a western where he taps the guy on the shoulder. He's like, "Hey, you're in my seat." And so Ortiz <laughs> is super cool about it too. He's like, "Oh man, I'm super no, sorry." No, that's not what I said, Bird. I tap him on the seat. I go, "I'm in two B." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but he was super cool, right? Yeah, he was very nice. And was getting ready to get up and move, and I go, "Nah, just tell me where you're supposed to be sitting," and I go, "Sit there." But but no, he. But but then he he gets up, he moves. He's like, oh, cool, 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 man. And then Roy sits down, and I I show I Google imaged a picture of Ortiz fighting Mayweather, and I'm like, this is who you just gave gun to. Right wow. <laughs> so I immediately go back up to the front of the plane. Hey man, I'm just so sorry, man. Oh, I'm Roy was kissing over. his ass. Yeah, he was. Yeah, as I would too, though. But he was a super cool dude, and he ended up. Uh, 
we ended up sitting at baggage claim for a while, just kind of bu- bullshitting with the guy, and he couldn't have been nicer. He was telling us all these fun little war stories he's had of like being out and guys talking shit to him, and I don't know, he's just a super cool dude. But that, I think that was kind of like the last. He might have had another fight or two, but I haven't seen him. I think he's acting now. He's like doing. He was in Expendables three. He just did Southpaw. So, really personable guy. Great guy. Yeah. Well, you know, he can't fight people because, you know, his hands are considered a dangerous weapon or whatever. Yeah. If you're a boxer, like, you so, can't get into a street fight. Or really? You, you could go yeah, to jail. Yeah. Like, yeah. Roy, have you ever missed a show jail. because because of a flight delay? We were just talking about that. Have you ever missed something or or a flight was canceled? Only one in my 17 year career. I've only missed, I think, maybe three shows total in my life. But I missed, um, I remember this one because I needed this damn money. It was like a $1,500 college gig. University of Oklahoma, like their big powwow. It was going to be like 15,000 students outdoors. All I had to do was 20 minutes and get 1500 and there were enough flight delays that I got to my gate for the flight to Oklahoma just in time to see the plane pushing back, which is the worst way to uh, miss the flight. If you're going to miss it, completely miss it. Right. You just go to the food court and have a snack and just relax. <laughs> but I ran all the way to the gate, my fat ass, and you're wheezing. <laughs> and, and you can hear them paging you over the – that's the worst Oh, uh, you heard them page you? Ugh. Yeah. Passenger wood, final – and there's no way to tell them you're coming. So they're at like gate 20. I'm at like gate 13, just screaming, Passenger Wood! Passenger Wood! Coach Passenger Wood. <laughs> Coach Passenger Wood. <laughs> so, so, somebody, somebody was so happy that that middle seat wasn't taken when the flight ball was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this one time. I give it my all when but I But those run. those college kids back in the day, you know, th- like whatever you make fifteen hundred dollars, that's a lot of money at the time, you know, to do a college. And I remember, I just moved to L.A. I got this college gig. I really needed to pay my rent, and I was flying from L.A. to Dallas, Dallas to Lubbock, because there was like Texas Tech there. And so I get into Dallas. They say, you know, for like two hours it's delayed. Three hours it's delayed. I'm thinking, God, this this shows it. At 8 o'clock, if I have to drive from here, how much time? It's like five hours. So finally, they get it down to like 3 p.m. We still haven't taken off, and they go, the flight's canceled. I'm like, you got to be fist-fucking me. I got to get this gig. So I rush over to the rental car. I get in. I drive five hours. I haul ass to Lubbock. I do the show. I show up at 8.15. I do the show at 8.15. I get my paycheck. I'm thinking, thank God. Great. I did it. Wake up the next morning. Take the rental car over to Avis, I drop it off, I get to the airport, they go, uh, the the flight from Lubbock to Dallas is canceled due to another dust storm. I go back to fucking Avis and no get the way. rental car and drive all the way fucking to Dallas again just to get a connecting flight. It was the fucking worst. Uh, and then the check bounced. But it was so funny, Roy, when you talked to <laughs> when you talked about colleges, colleges, this is the worst college gig I did. I, I did this show in New York City, I met this great girl, and we kept in touch, and she's in Florida. Six months later, I go down to Florida to perform at that. Remember, what was that college that like uh, Isaiah Thomas took over at? Do you remember that, Roy? Florida International University. Yes. So I do a show there, okay? <laughs> That's the only reason I remembered it. I do the show at that school, and I show up, and, and it's 7 o'clock at night. I'm thinking, you know, it's in a cafeteria in a, in a student center. It's outdoors. 
at this outdoor pavilion festival thing. So they have like human foosball, a rock climbing wall. They have all these different kind of games and stuff. And I show up, I'm like, where's the show? And they're like, oh, you're performing at a home plate at the softball field. And then there's bleachers no. in the right outfield and the left outfield. And that's where the audience is supposed to sit. So this girl comes with me to the show. I do you're the show. You're at home plate. The audience is in the outfield? I'm separated by them. They're in the outfield. So the infield is just vacant. It was so uncomfortable. So I'm doing the show bombing, bombing, <laughs> bombing hard. And I see the girl 20 minutes into my act. She gets up, and I can watch her walk all the way to her car, up into the parking lot, get in her car, turn the lights wow. on, and drive away. Because it was just, I, you could see everything. You're outdoors. Right. And I'm sitting there bobbing while she's going to her car. It was the fucking worst. She didn't even stay for sausage party? Fuck you, Gary. Ah. <laughs> that could have won her back. Failing two different ways at the same time. Did I ever tell you about the time I did the... Uh, um, the North Florida Watermelon Festival. <laughs> Real shit. Uh, the answer is no, because I wouldn't remember that. No. So in Monticello, Florida, watermelons like the huge cash crop there. And with the first harvest, they do this big festival in town. And it's everything you would think any southern fruit festival, spitting contest, throwing contest, eating contest. And somewhere in the middle of it, there's like a trailer. Like, you know how they have like those, I call it like those Optimus Prime trucks where the, the trailer folds out into a stage? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the whole trailer just folds down. The walls become the stage and the steps and the whole nine. And I'm standing on the back of a tractor trailer at 2 in the afternoon <laughs> as probably one of four black people at a watermelon festival. <laughs> Telling jokes. But they made the play area for the kids. Oh. Like, it was basically kind of like a daycare. It wasn't really a daycare, but it was like, hey, if you don't want your kid walking around with you for the next eight or nine city blocks that we have roped off, here's a play area. Drop them off in here. And keep this claim to it was like a coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's, it's the only thing I can compare it to. So you just leave your kid in this area, and there's just two people watching them. But the moat between the stage and the audience is kids. No, they put the kids playing happy. Yeah. Oh, so fuck. I'm on stage, and there's nothing. It's the only time I've been heckled by a child, and you can't say shit. You just gotta take it. I'm on stage, and this kid just comes up to the like he comes up to the stage. And he's just staring, like not even moving, just staring. And he goes, "Just stop!" <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> just stop. And everybody heard it. I said to the kid, "I go." I wish I could. $75. I got to finish this out. That's our boy, Roy Wood Jr. Roy, thanks for calling in, buddy. Thanks, Roy. All right, thank you, guys. We love you, buddy. See you, bud. Well, we did it. Yeah, we did. I wanted I wanted to say something off of the uh, baseball story that you said. Yeah. My buddy Steve, who we talked to before, was oh, doing a great. gig. Oh, great. We're out of time, so we hit the 30-minute <laughs> mark, guys. Uh, that is the I'll Gentleman's Dojo. Yeah, oh, all fuck. things Nobody comedy. Cares. Keep in touch. All things comedy, right? And comedy.
Uh, what is it? At, at Instagram, it's all underscore things, underscore comedy. Twitter, all things comedy. Steve's website, neverabonus.com. Here we go. Uh, keep in touch. <laughs> Everything is Steve Byrne Live. And again, I think we have, uh, by the time this is aired, we have uh, 13 or Bust. It's on the All Things Comedy yeah. page. So you can check that out. Um, keep in touch. Let us know what you think. Uh, give us the phrase of pace. Keep yeah. one of those prizes. Take care of it. We love you, America. <laughs> on behalf of Gary Cannon, Steve Byrne. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>